0: I am your host, Stephen, and you are listening to the Learn Swift Podcast, where beginners to the Swift language share their background, experiences, lessons learned, and ambitions. On today's episode, I'll be interviewing Victoria Herrick. Victoria is a digital producer learning Swift and iOS development in her free time, who recently released her first app, Dynamite, into the App Store. Hey, Victoria, welcome to the show. How are you doing
1: today? Hey, great! How are you doing today, Stephen?
0: Oh, pretty good. Um, just watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two.
1: Ooh, how um, was it? How did it end? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody that hasn't okay. seen it. Okay, all right. Yeah. But it was good. Oh, excellent! If if you're into that, um, I I really enjoyed it.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, uh, so are you ready to uh, take this ride?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start with your background. What, what, what were you doing uh, before you started?
1: Coding? Yeah, so I am actually a digital producer with over ten years of experience making digital assets. So, pretty well seasoned when it comes to just working with all kinds of different deliverables. Um, and then just kind of a tinker myself. Just always have been, just kind of learning things on the side that I was interested in until I really felt like. Swift was really the one, you know, that I wanted to dig in and learn, and that would have more practical applications for the things I was interested in. And uh, and and what about you? What is what is your background? What kind of brought you to this?
0: Gosh, um, I I don't even know where to start. Well, um, I know you're a badass. I, I know you're a badass. You're a marine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's I guess where the journey uh, starts. Um, I got out, worked in the oil field for about five years and then left the oil field. Didn't really like any of my work outside of the oil field. I'm an inventory manager now. Um, I wanted to open a comic shop and we
1: talked about that. And you know what? I actually, I mean, true confession, I actually kind of. Spied on you, and Uh-oh. I looked at yeah. <laughs> After our last conversation, I uh, I looked you up on Facebook, and uh, I saw you with your cards. Your magic oh yeah
0: cards. yeah yeah uh, yeah big big Magic the Gathering fan. So I wanted to open up my own comic book shop, um, but you know, opening a business, especially retail business, is kind of difficult um, to do without money. So I thought, well, how how could I get the funds to do this? And I was like, ah, I know what I'll do. I bet I could get some money-making apps. Well, I started to learn how to make apps, and I was like, wow, I like this way better than any idea of opening a comic shop. So I just kind of uh, went from there.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) how's that going? How's your app going?
0: Uh, Many, many, many times it's a bit (laughs) gone into the garbage. Um, I still don't really have anything to show for it, but I'm still having a lot of fun learning. Yeah, um, and, I,
1: and I think one of the things we were talking about is how a podcast like this, it has the ability to, you know, reach people pretty much all over the country who are sort of in the same boat as us. and World, even. Just, yeah, world, exactly, who want to dig in and just start learning. Um, I was really attracted to, when I went to AltConf Alt um, a couple months ago, you know, Apple made this call out to developers, but creative people really of all persuasion saying, hey you know, these products aren't just for mathematicians anymore. These products are really for people who are creative or in the humanities or in the oil field, magic, the gathering card business that <laughs> want to make apps, you know, like this is basically for everybody. Even if we're an odd couple, you know, put together on this, on this podcast is like the thing we have in common is, you know, trying to dig in and, and learn from each other really.
0: All right. So do you have any programming experience, uh, prior to uh, learning any of this?
1: Well, I would say, you know, I I shared with you that I worked in entertainment um, Mm -hmm. for like seven years at 20th century Fox and paramount. And I got to the point where I, I had some extra free time. I was drafting legal contracts and I just decided to start learning how to hand code HTML and, uh, so I just would sit around and do that, and I, then I would graduate into different phases of things I wanted to learn. Like I wanted to learn Flash animation. I think I've always been drawn to animation um, and three D. You know, different different uh, deliverables like that. And um, so I my claim to fame is I like learned how to create shooting movie clips, and then I like showed it to this Flash developer, and he's like, nobody does this anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I guess I'm not going to make a career out of it, right? And then, you know, I made thousands of flash banners and then that kind of died. That was my iMedia career. And then um, I segued into making, you know, PHP website that was going to be my portfolio website and show all of my advertising assets from, um, what were they called? Um, it's not Two Live Crew, but it was Fu Manchu, one of those groups we had like this YouTube contest, um, for Kia. I made this whole child theme site and yet I wasn't really able to finish that using the lynda.com tutorial. So I had to reach out to some developer in Romania, some kid in order to like finish it. Oh wow! Um, so I guess, you know, I kinda, there, there is that little side of me perhaps it's a lot like that, that girl on Silicon Valley, that episode where they, they go to the, uh, <laughs> yeah. and she's like the blonde girl with the pink hair. And she's like, I have this JavaScript bug. <laughs> Can uh, you help me fix it? Right. Yeah. Like I'm sort of, I mean, maybe becoming known for that, which is, uh, maybe not, maybe not a good thing. <laughs> but well, we all learn some, at different
0: paces. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> hey steven i have this fun. can you come take a look at it um yeah and then i show off my code and people are like this is amazing and then it's like you know some other guy's code in the meetup (laughs) (laughs) it's usually josh's code this guy josh he's brilliant and um anyway so yes that's pretty much the extent of my experience right now okay
0: so why why are you learning swift um what's your what's your goal i guess
1: Well, my main goal is I want to make children's storybooks for the iPad. And I mean, that's kind of segued me over into just wanting to make children's apps in general, because once I started getting into the iPad and then, you know, some people are like, oh, the iPad doesn't really sell that much. I mean, I'm sorry, Apple, for saying that on a podcast about Apple technology. But now I'm kind of interested in now that I got my first app up on the store. Right. That's one of the things we're going to talk about.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah
1: my app Dynamite which I created at um the Swift Coder LA meetup um oh there it is now <laughs> <laughs>
0: that and that's coming from your app right
1: i love you yeah i love you <laughs> okay. see i like bringing joy to the world so it's a it's a simple one page app um that's or i should say one one storyboard page app um okay. that's called Dynamite on my iTunes store and it's just really cute little buttons of dinosaurs that make dinosaur noises, which are very scary. So
0: it's like a little soundboard kind of like, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. so
0: does a, a different dinosaur will give a different sound?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, this okay. One, <sighs> okay. My nephew was like, he likes to chew. And this one, <laughs> I love you. he's really, he's a loving <laughs> dinosaur. He's uh. a triceratops, I think. <laughs> okay. But don't quiz me on that. So yeah, I want to make, um, kids storybook app, and I've got one main app that I'm working on. That's a story of a snail that goes from one qu- corner of the garden to the other. And it's called, uh, Stevie, the snail goes to the garden. Okay. It's not named for you because I didn't know you. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice if it was though, um, in honor of your podcast, but, um, right. so yeah, now I want to kind of test out making iPhone apps as well. Um, and just different things. So, but before I started learning Swift, I was actually learning using a third-party app um, called Composer Pro Studio in order to make it. And I, I don't was think attending. I've ever heard of that. Yeah, nobody has.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I started out by taking a Udemy course. I don't know if it's Udemy or U- Udemy, <laughs> but also right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
1: also pronounce it Uber and Uber. So. I don't know the difference. I don't know why every company I don't think
0: I've heard starts it. with a U. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever heard it pronounced U- Uber. <laughs> That's
1: why I need to switch to Lyft. But just Lyft, you know? That's all that it is.
0: Right. Yeah. There's no And
1: um and and so then also just because I couldn't find any in person classes, I started searching around and seeing what was available and all I could really find were meetups. Um and there were some in Orange County where I'm living and some in los angeles specifically at general assembly which i know has a lot of quality classes in los angeles so i started just you know driving out there going there sitting there trying to meet people i mean it's it's definitely a very kind of overwhelming intimidating process um as i think it is for anybody um i think you were talking about how in your area, it's a little hard to find meetups, right? Or people that are also... Yeah, yeah.
0: There's um, there's one, uh, I guess you could say, Apple technology dedicated meetup. Uh, it's called iOS Jumpstart in Irving, Texas. Um, the last one I went to was in June. Uh, they haven't had one since. Um, it looks like they had a, a few, like five in a row, but it seems to be kind of intermittent for the most part. Um, and then everything else is like just too far away for me to drive. It takes about an hour and a half to get over there, um, so I don't really, I don't really know any other developers or, you know, at all. So yeah, I, I I'm feel, like the only know, game I'm all in alone town. Over here.
1: <laughs> you're you're screwed. <laughs> no, but uh, uh it, it's so important. It's it's a lot different than when I was learning the shooting movie clips in flash animation or you know just even the html itself or other basic things like a lot of those tend to be just very you know expensive class based and then just trying to study independently, like when you're trying to learn Photoshop or whatnot, the Swift experience is very communal. It's very about very much about open source and people just having a lot of open dialogue and questions and talking through issues. Um, I think that's what's so magical about it is there's this, this knowledge share that is what makes it so fun. And, um, even at one of the meetups, um, that Garrick was having once at, uh, um, over in on the east side afterwards I was walking out with this girl and uh she she leaned over to me and she's like I don't get it she's like why do they you know teach all this for free (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like it's just part of the culture like it's just part of what we do you know we get together we we go through code we work out issues and problems and It's a lot of fun and and it's nice once you get stuck to kind of not have to feel like you're alone.
0: And that that that's that's pretty amazing. I wish wish we had a little bit more of that around here. Plus, um, I'm socially I'm very uh, withdrawn. I'm an I'm an introvert uh, for the most part. One on one conversation I'm pretty okay with. But when you stick me in a room with 50 people that I don't know, I'm like, uh, like my brain short circuits or something and I don't know how to talk. Um, yeah. So that so the one time I got to go to a meetup, I I had a I had a little chit chat with the guy that organized it. But other than that, um, you know, I kind of kept to myself.
1: Yeah. And now you're doing a podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I feel like I'm in a bubble. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of people. Well, hopefully, a bunch of people <laughs> listen to it. But um, it still feels like a one-on-one conversation for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I get to edit it, so I, I can kind of <laughs> control. All that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, well now you're part of our gang
1: now, so you're going to get to know the whole, you know, cast of characters. And, um, so, I mean, one of the things I'm really leaning upon right now is I'm starting the Stanford courses, which those have come really highly recommended. They're free and they're on just the iTunes, you know, the iTunes app, library app, the orange one with the cap. Okay.
0: Um, oh, the I, I, iTunes U, I think yeah, it's called, right? Yeah, because okay. I'd
1: say that's where the gap in some of my knowledge is, is really um, when it comes to like real computer science, right? <laughs> like,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're, good on the, you're good on the... Yeah,
1: I'm good on the creative side. But um, when it comes to, you know, actually learning a lot of core principles, now I see they even have regular computer science classes up there. That will help me catch up, and um, and and some some of the guys are even commenting like when they see the way certain people write their code. Um, again, there was a joke about that on Silicon Valley. But when they see the way that they write their code, they can tell. Oh, he took the Stanford classes. Like this oh, guy, really? Chian, yeah, he's like <laughs> Josh took the Stanford classes because we we both comment our code in the exact same way. <laughs> oh. So now I'm like, well, I better learn how to you know, comment Comment my code code. (laughs) properly, if anybody looks at it. Um, so, and then just, you know, it's also been helpful to have the peer labs. I mean, maybe if you're far away from, from a lot of other opportunities, maybe you should just start one yourself and kind of like,
0: yeah, I've thought about that. But like I said, um, I I think I would feel better with a, a partner to do that with, Uh, so I don't feel alone. Um, so I don't just freeze up and clam up because that would also require me to speak in front of people looking at me like I should know what I'm talking about, but I really don't. So I would talk about, uh, imposter syndrome. Not only, not only would I be saying, uh, that I know Swift, but that I could also teach it. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing that I've really gotten into is this big nerd ranch book, um, Okay. Yeah, I actually sleep next to it. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I've got. Um no, like last night I couldn't sleep and I just started just reading like uh, like the next things I really need to start tackling. I mean, some of the basics that I was tackling um in my dynamite app, um why it was so cool to kind of get it out is with the meetups we had this opportunity where we had a hackathon because everybody was really just, I just think energized after going to AltConf and WWDC. And um, it was a chance for us to get together and just kind of actually, for have a chunk of time. It was like a Saturday for like five hours, just get together, and just try and work on projects. So at that point, I'd been learning just some very core principles. So um, like I was talking about, just how to set up the the main storyboard. You know how to kind of learn mm-hmm. the basics about the model view view controller. Setup, whatever it's called. Right. Uh, (laughs) Just learning about, you know, (laughs) UI kit versus foundation, learning about what frameworks are, you know, learning about what buttons and labels are, Um, learning how to take images and optimize them. Like, my strong suit is really creative ideation and I could sit there and ideate all day, you know, and then I'll just turn to another person like, Hey, let's make an app. That's all about your infant twins, you know, going on a shopping expedition. And they're like, what? (laughs) And just because it started out, okay. I had these bigger, larger creative ideas to make these iPad storybooks, which are very time intensive. Um, you know, that's going to have a lot of animated States and all kinds of things going into it, but to be able to break it down now and say, okay, I want to learn how to just make a basic app you know, put the buttons in, put the labels in, take some images, create them in illustrator and then export them out as the, you know, in points as a PDF understanding what's the specifications for mobile images, which is actually very different from the specifications for just like a website, which is what I'm far more familiar oh, with. Really? Yeah. I was really kind of surprised. So, I mean, I've actually rebuilt my storyboard like three times <laughs> Oh, Just wow. being like, "Oh, great! They're going to be PNGs," and that's that's not what you need in order to build images for an app. You need to have these PDFs that are optimized for you know iOS or Android devices um, coming out of Illustrator, and then you really need to understand what is the size because as you're moving into the the space of Xcode, it's really much more about math. On the on the surface, you've got the story, you know, the main storyboard, and then you're setting up where all these visual pieces are going. Um, I have a strong background in UX design. So for me visually, it was very stimulating and easy to just get right in there and, and start dragging and dropping things in there. But then When someone starts to explain to you, yeah, but everything moves around in here by math.
0: You're like, oh, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is the class that I cheated in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People always said, oh, algebra, I'll never use that, right? Surprise, surprise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I would imagine you're probably using a bunch of core animation then, correct? Well,
1: you know. That needs some work.
0: <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> you know, once you start thinking about, okay, I want to create an app, then you have to start thinking about how you technically will break it apart. And that's the part as a producer that's the easiest for me is to step back and say, Okay, what are what are the parts and pieces I need in order to actually make this a reality? So if you step back and say, Well, I can animate it by hand, like learning, you know, the animate the animated states and learning whatever is the, I don't even know what the term is, the framework. (laughs) There you go. That's going to handle it. Um, But then you start realizing, okay, there's there's third party software that's out there. I mean, I think that's what's great about the social aspect of the meetups is it just generates tons of ideas. So somebody says, Hey, use, you know, this tool, which is the third party software, which is core animator, which will do a lot of the work for you and, Presents you with an interface that you're used to using, um, or another good one is this Paint Code app. Um, I've
0: used Paint Code. I'm 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 slightly familiar with Paint. Have code.
1: you? It, it might yeah. work well for your your card app too. Yeah. If you're making images and then you want to get them to like do smaller animations and because there's, you know, there's the stuff that Xcode can do and that you could write in math if you're like super good math whiz get on the SAT. And then if you're not, (laughs) then you need to find the, you need to find the right third-party tool that will help you generate what it is you're trying to do. And then it's just learning how to, you know, instantiate that into your code. Um, And I'm always surprised at sort of the small efficiency of code that a lot of these products Require they they don't even necessarily require pages and pages you know you could just be calling it in there putting it in there um, and from there also just learning like for example I wanted to learn how to do a CocoaPod and put Firebase in here to put to put mobile uh, analytics in to put Google for Firebase into my app and. Since
0: okay, are you just using the analytics part of it, or are you using it for to are you using any of the uh like database bits or anything else? I'm or really is it just, just the analytics? you
1: know using the analytics. I'm really just looking at my two users in China who have had five plays, two minutes each, the past week. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they okay. seem to be enjoying it. <laughs> I'm huge in China. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huge um so yeah i mean have you used firebase so, yeah
0: i've actually have used firebase um so it was a to-do list app that i was making and i think i told you about it. it's called procrastinate it and that was using firebase right. um so the whole idea was to uh you put something on there that you don't really feel like doing right now and then it ended up getting so convoluted that it ended up ended up being like a regular to-do list app it wasn't even special so it's just like ah I'm just going to throw that I'm away. Sure but it was that you no, it was not <laughs> special. <laughs> yeah, not the good Regress kind of special.
1: Hey, at least you didn't put it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got it done.
0: Well, well means- I put it off because it's not on the App Store. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> we're going to get it on there.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that used Firebase and that was really easy to set up because I did not understand um server side anything at that point. Now I kind of got an idea.
1: Yeah. That's kind of the only way to get an idea is just, you just have to take the risk and put yourself out there and just try and see if you can do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, so how do you feel about working with pods in general? I mean, that's a pretty intimidating step once you're crossing over to that. Um, I mean, maybe we should talk a little bit about what a pod is.
0: So people write their libraries, uh, helper tools. Um, It could be something as simple as one Swift file with helper uh, functions to uh, a complex framework that are hosted in the CocoaPods repository. And then uh, it's pretty much a package manager um, that you can use to embed these frameworks and tools into your Xcode project. Pretty uh, neat tool to use when you need some help with your code. So for a while there, I was using a keyboard manager because I was having trouble, uh, showing and dismissing a keyboard and it not completely blocking my view. I think it was using something called IQ keyboard manager. Um, now I'm not having trouble with that, so I don't use it anymore, but, um, it was a pretty, pretty neat tool when I was sitting there racking my head on, ah, how do I get this keyboard to not cover up the text field that I'm trying to use? Yeah. Really the hardest thing about uh, making any kind of app or whatever you're doing is knowing what you can do. If you don't know what you can do, then you're never going to do it.
1: Right. It's true. Um,
0: Or do it. Yeah. uh, I would have like with the, with that keyboard manager, I kind of figured out how to do that on my own. And now I don't have to have a bunch of extra code in my project uh, that I don't really need. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what I meant about finding those third party tools too, is like, instead of sitting there trying to like figure out all this trigonometry
0: <laughs> right. I yeah. Mean, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, this is, <laughs> some 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 pod you'll always need to use. Yeah.
1: I mean, one of the things that kind of blows me away from like a, an emotional kind of spiritual viewpoint—that's to creep you out—but when I look at a lot of the the sort of mathematical expressions that are in there, it'll become like, hey, we got to use gra- gravity, the 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 equation for gravity, to show how this, you know how this orange is going to drop from the tree in your storybook. Um, We're going to use pi to, you know, make this thing turn around. We're going to use this Z transformation, you know, to make this thing spin around. And I'm like, wow. So like all of those theories are real. Like even if they're not real, like, even if the gravity equation, like Einstein got it wrong in space, like it works in Xcode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so um, what are you comfortable with? Like, what do you feel like? Oh, this is no problem.
1: I, I feel like the things I'm getting most comfortable with at this point, you know, are really the basics. Setting up the file. Okay. Setting it up with all the information it's going to be needed to hear it all the way through. Um, and then just setting up a basic main storyboard. Um, and then dragging and dropping you know, creating the labels, the buttons, the views, creating the constraints. um, And then, you know, just being able to then drag those over into the view controller. And um, in the Stanford course, there's this really cute moment where it's like the very opening course he's teaching. And for the first time, he, you know, clicks on one of his image views or buttons and drags it, does the whole, you know command drag, whatever it is <laughs> into the view controller where it hooks it, you know, onto that, you know, I, I, B action you're creating. The you IB
0: the I, B outlet or I, B. Exactly. Action, yeah.
1: And the whole class goes,
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 the first time you see that you're
1: like, someone made it like this, like this is crazy. Right. Um, <laughs> those basics is what I'm, I'm really getting kind of fast and proficient with. So I can okay. assemble a basic looking app pretty quickly once I get an idea and I decide like, okay, I want to make this cute little thing go this way. um, I'd say I want to, I'm surprised. I actually do want to take my knowledge to the next level um, for things that like in in the beginning, I thought I'm just going to learn the stuff. I need to make the storybooks I want to make. But now I'm kind of a little on hold wanting to tackle some more complex basics like the table views and the UI collection I'd say that's really right. the next thing that I need to like wrap my head around and start getting yeah. good at.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's the stuff that I'm really comfortable with at this point. Um, I could probably do a table, a table view in my sleep, uh, probably the same with the collection oh. view. Um, but, well, um, we're
1: friends now, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, as far, but, uh, as far as the, uh, you know, I can hook up all my IB outlets and stuff like that. As far as creating, actually laying out the, um, it's, it's the other part of it that I'm, I'm really having the most trouble with is the, uh, UX and UI part of it. Um, I'm not so, so great with, um, I'm, I'm still learning that. Um, but my, um, nerdiness makes me want to hack at the keyboard more than the, uh, than the design itself. I think, I think that there's probably a lot of people out there that are the same way. And then when it comes to the, uh, actual design of the, uh, of the app, it's like, oh man, what do I do now?
1: That, that's what makes (laughs) us an odd couple. (laughs) We're on opposite ends of the pendulum. And it's definitely like when I go to these meetups, they're like, um, you know, oh, Wow look at that. You know, and I'm thinking I'm so over this. I think it looks terrible. And they're like, Oh wow. And then yeah. they're like, but you don't code. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So, so what are you coding in the app then? Cause I mean, you got to make it move somehow. You're not just doing that right. um, with the, with, with, you know, storyboards and Ivy outlets or something. You're, you're, you're putting something in there that actually right, right. makes everything move.
1: I, I feel like I'm, I am getting proficient at, some of the things that I want it to do, like creating that code and then reusing that code, you know, across, because mm-hmm. learning how to do that is kind of hard too. Like I definitely approached it with an HTML mindset thinking it's like one for one, one for one. And the truth is that it's very much, it's an efficient language. So you can call something in and then it, have it behave a certain way. I, awesome. I have these extension files that I've created and, sort of, for me, it's a lot about also creating navigation. So it's figuring mm-hmm. out, okay, what is the architecture that I need here to have a book move page to page with, you know, the navigational elements that are there. And, you know, that's definitely something that I had to chew over with people who had more coding experience. Um, okay. But I've become proficient at making multiple storyboards and then having them all talk to each other. And then, having extension files, which can then just be repurposed. What are, you, what are you extending? So like in the extension file, for example, I'll have like music in there or I'll have, you know, a drop shadow in there or different things um, that I want to wind okay, up. Okay,
0: so you're, you're extending some, some UI element that instead of you're making, uh, let's say, the table view sell or not sell. Maybe you're, well, you said you're using collection views, so you're, well, you're probably making it. <laughs> oh, you're not using that that's yet. That's what I'm going to start bothering uh, so, you about so as <clears throat> soon as this podcast yeah, is up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you laying out your, uh, okay. your dinosaurs? Then? So,
1: well, for my dinosaurs, that's just like the, the one pager. And then I just, you know, I, I lay it out. Um,
0: so is it just a bunch of buttons and, and images? So it's then? in so... one
1: story in that particular story board, It's just image views and buttons. Yeah. Okay. In my book, it's multiple storyboards um, that are being, you know, controlled by a view controller um, Mm -hmm. and and a main navigation view controller. And then for each individual page, so that was important to me because I wanted to have individual pages that could have their own look and feel and also have their own animated bits on it. So, because like the snail's got to do stuff, right? And
0: right, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really got to get from one side of the garden to the yeah, other, right? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, like my <laughs> exactly, it's exhausting. Um, so, I mean, I really my my company name is Midsummer Dream Digital because I really want to make mm-hmm. a Midsummer Night's Dream into um, into a storybook. But before you can walk, you gotta crawl. So we have right. a snail that is crawling in a small segment of my future garden. Um, so basically I have these storyboards and then I have view controllers that are related to each storyboard. So each individual view controller is controlling what's going on in that storyboard so I can independently animate, but then I also have a main navigational storyboard controller that controls the buttons. And, um, then I have these extension files on the bottom. So I have view, I have a UI view extension file that um, basically can have these drop shadows and have different things that are going on. I also have a parallax effect in there. So I okay. have like this motion effect because I want to create like a night scene. It's it's the climax of the book. And he's he's halfway to the garden. Now it's night. And he hears all these dogs and like, you know, kind of super scary things. All sorts of things
0: are, that that might eat him.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is really quite terrifying. <laughs> so... This music comes out and plays, and um, I really wanted to have clouds and stars that are on this kind of parallax effect to kind of give it some depth. So mm-hmm. I figured out how to you know, lay that out, and that's really using this extension file that I have here. Um, the music is being called um, from an uh, AV player extension. I, I haven't really mastered music. Is it, yet, is it AV audio player, is,
0: I'm guessing, that you're using there for the uh... – for the audio playback, sorry, is are you? I'm guessing you're probably using AV audio players and an AV audio player extension that you're using.
1: Yeah, and then you have to call okay. AV Foundation in. Um, so, right. Yep. yep. I mean, again, this this little masterpiece. It's I, I'm not gonna lie; like I've had a lot of help with it, and um, but I think it's the type of thing too. It's like I'll come to the meetup. I had I had this all storyboarded out and created before I ever came to meetup. So it's more like if I come in and then there's a cute little thing there, you know, rainbow or something like that. I think, you know, it's fun for people to have a little asset, like to mess with too. Um, Right. Yeah. But, and then also I'm able to articulate things that I'm looking for. I mean, there's still a lot of more complex things I need to work on. So I've mastered how to get the butterflies to fly, you know, flutter, how to, and that spawned a whole, um, UI Dynamics um, meetup that we had. So a couple people were doing different tutorials on UI Dynamics. Um, the other Stephen did one on it, and it was really good and helpful. And so it's cool to be able to, you know, start talking about these topics and then see, hey, other people want to include them in their in their projects as well. So I think that's part of the whole kind of gift of getting together. And th- that's why when I see like Jenny's app where she has the you know she has the um collection view coming in and then I'm like oh it would be cool to make something that had like a collection view in it i don't know what it would be yet yeah. <laughs> but,
0: well um, um really you could you could i mean you can use it for anything really i mean anything like for your for your dino dy- for your uh dinomite app for 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 instance you could have a instead of release. having <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're 2.0. Yeah. Um, you could, you can make it um to where each of those dinosaurs that you have on, I don't how many how many dinosaurs do you have on there?
1: Um, hold on, you're gonna make me do math again and count. But, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So if they okay. if they buy this app for 99 cents, mm-hmm. then. <laughs> You'll get nine dinosaurs for the price okay. of
0: one. Okay. So what you could do <laughs> in, instead of having your and you know I haven't seen it or looked at it so I, I yet so I haven't had a chance to uh, see that, how you have that, it laid that's out. Hard. But that what is, that hurts. yeah yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but what you could do uh, you you would style your cell right. You would have a UI view in there, mm. and then you would have your button. Um, at, or or do you just tap the image to make the sound?
1: No. So they're buttons. Yeah, they're buttons.
0: OK, so so what you would do, you'd have your UI view in um, one of your what you would call a prototype cell. And you would put that in your UI table view cell um, or actually collection view in this instance, since we're doing collections. Um, so but they, they they operate the same way. And what you would have um, your prototype cell would be reusable. Right. Um, so then you could um, manipulate that. You could create your own um, subclass of UI collection view cell. And then connect those to kind of like how you would a storyboard. Mm. But instead of to the view controller, you would connect that uh, prototype cell to your subclass of UI collection view cell. And so you would each, so you could call it dino cell, right? That would be your class name. Uh, And then you'd connect those outlets to your dino cell class. And then when you would do your um, delegate and data source methods for uh, UI collection view. Um, you would return a number of, number of cells in section. I think it is, is what it's called, um, for the collection view. And you would have an array of say your, your images or something, right. Um, and you would return the count of your array. So you, so it would return that. And then you have another method that you'd have to implement called, uh, Cell for row at and you would be able to dynamically instead of like hard coding everything um, like you probably have right now. Uh, um, and you're probably doing that all through storyboards, right? Yes. So instead of doing that individually for each of your UI views and you're using all these constraints and everything, right. right? Um, instead of that, what you would do is you'd use your, your uh, collection view cells and you would just only uh-huh. have to make one and then you can set like the, uh, like the spacing in between the cells and then they would dynamically change on their own uh when you uh go from like ipad to iphone or whatever it would oh. you you get that functionality for free you wouldn't have to worry about what it's gonna look on i mean now if you Does go it... from say uh iphone s e to a ipad pro twelve twelve inch i mean you're gonna have a lot it's yeah. gonna look quite different but um you wouldn't have to worry about stuff getting squished together like too close. Oh. You know, the table, the, the collection view cell is going to rearrange it to where like instead of being like three across, it might be two across or something so along that
1: So do you need to understand UI table views in order to create a collection view?
0: I would say that it wouldn't hurt, um, but no, you really don't have to. Oh. Their methods are almost identical. The, the wording is sometimes a little different, um, but it's it's almost identical. So there's something called the index path. I don't know if you've ever messed with that. No. Um, so if you use the index path is pretty much an array of the rows, and that could be completely wrong. Um, but I do know that whenever I'm making uh, something that uses a table view or a collection view, Whenever you do um, the cell for row at uh, an index path, uh, whenever you do index path dot row, it returns the cell that you're in, in the position. So you're on your third, you're on your third cell, right? You'd want the third element from your array. So index path dot row is just going to automatically pull that in. You don't have to know it, right? And so once you run out of your cells in your section, you mostly see one section, um but you can have more than one but i i'm not going to get into that um i love you but <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, really so, good stephen <laughs> yeah i'm like uh, another kinda,
1: thing to learn
0: <laughs> yeah well you know it's really easy to pick up i would say that, that that's one of the first things that i have that i learned as far as ios frameworks go or um it was a uh, table view and yeah. collection view. And it's really, really easy to work with. There's only a few methods that you have, that you have to implement. Um, and it's the same every time. So like you, if you're working with a collection type, uh, like your arrays, um, then you can, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty easy. Okay. Um, once, once you get the hang of it, like you might stumble through it a couple of times, but after that, it's like, wow, I know what, I know what methods I need to implement, um, for this to work. But yeah, I think that would be really good for your for your Dino app, um, so you wouldn't have to worry about uh, constraints between UI views and your buttons and stuff. Um, you'd be able to have it just dynamically.
1: Well, and I can see how for games or other smaller things I'd want to create, it just would be a real time saver. Like, it's it's cool if I have something where I have this real kind of individual storyboard that's working alongside all these other storyboards. And then I want a lot of stuff that's going on on that storyboard that I have a lot of creative control over to have the constraints and be hard coding it. But if I just want to display a number of uniform looking elements, like why did I even work that hard on this app?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything that you don't like um, about Swift and or iOS development in general uh, currently?
1: Well, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with what we were just discussing, which is like, you learn one thing and then you're just like, oh, now I need this other thing to just make it yeah. easier, you know, and pull it together. And it's like, will I ever get to that last thing that I'm supposed to know to make my don't life easier? I that's think there is.
0: <laughs> that, that's, that's my issue as well, is that I'm going through, uh, I, I've... Every time I'm starting a project, it's like, this is going to be the one that I'm going to put in the app store. Yeah. And then it's like, man, this isn't the one that I'm going to put in the Aww. app store. Because I go, I, go, I go through it and I'm sitting there like, God, I got to learn all. I need to learn this. Once I learn this, then I can do that. But then by the time I learn that, then it's like, I don't like that idea anymore. It's kind of yeah. stupid now. I'm going to work on this. And I've done that probably about four different times.
1: Part of the fun is just like, hey, Now I know like this, this one that I made at the hackathon, I made it in a couple of hours, but it was the byproduct of months and months of learning and people helping me. And now I'm able to like pull something together fast. Um, So I want to do that a couple more times. Also just to start building up my iTunes store, because I feel like by the time I get like my dream book up there, it would be cool to have just some you know, variations, some things up there that people are like, oh, okay, she's been making apps for a while. Um, and I see myself also just producing other people's apps. I'd really mm-hmm. like to do that. I'd really like to partner up and collaborate with people and create cool stuff with other people. Um, so um, I, I think it's be good to just have the more samples up there, the better. And then by the time my book gets there, it's like I'll have this whole kind of ecosystem and understanding of analytics. And I mean, there's a whole nother world that, Now I see from looking at the back-end Firebase portal, which is like in-app purchases and bundling and that... Push
0: notifications and all that. I haven't even even, even started looking into that stuff.
1: Part of the marketing process. And I think for anybody who wants to go into a professional setting, it'll be a big part of the value add when you're interviewing to say, hey, I understand this stuff. And I can can bring this to the marketing team and say, hey, I know how to do push notifications. I know how to make this an app that can monetize and scale up, um, Mm -hmm. and just hit the ground running with that. And the only way to learn that is just to kind of do it and put it up there. And the good news is, you know, there's a lot of depressed people that come to these, these meetups too. And they're like, apps never sell. They never sell. (sighs) And so if something's never going to sell and no one's going to see it anyway, (laughs) get it up there, you know, practice practice make make your mistakes you know
0: so victoria if people want to reach you where can they find you they
1: can find me on twitter at victoria herrick um they'll, they can find me uh at my website midsummerdreamdigital.com which is also on my twitter page um and they can find me on the itunes store at victoria herrick and they can check out my app dynamite um and that is in fact spelled D-I-N-O-M-Y-T-E. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And you can find me at... (laughs) And you can find me at Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, underscore zero three five one on Twitter. And we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And that concludes this episode of the Learn Swift podcast. I hope our discussion left you feeling inspired and that you're not alone. If you enjoyed the show, please consider telling a friend, recommending the show on Overcast, or leaving a review on iTunes.